Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by award-winning singer, songwriter, Elliot Popkin. Elliot is also a personal and development business coach and the author of Circle, Younger Letters to Myself. Not only has he written his own songs, but he has also written songs for other artists, for films, television, and commercials. So we're going to have him to tell his story and talk about his career and how he got to where he is today. Elliot Popkin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. I grew up in a small town, uh, Newton, Massachusetts, which was about 20 minutes outside of Boston. And as the book kind of entails, my childhood was, it did have a share of challenges. My father was an addict and was physically abusive to me for most of uh, my childhood. My mom passed from cancer when I was 15. So I think just, and she had battled that for many years. I think a lot of the life lessons we would hope to have growing up and a lot of the affection from parents, et cetera, I just didn't receive those things. So as a young, a teenager and young adult, I kind of um, really struggled. That's the, the simplest way to say it. I found it very hard to trust people and build relationships. I showed a lot of promise in the music industry as a songwriter. And I kind of fumbled my way, I would say, through life initially. Well, let's talk about how you got into singing and, and songwriting. Yeah, I think as a young child, I was just always fascinated by anything I would hear on TV. Back in the day, we had we called them records. I am that that old that I remember records. And uh, I think for me, music was really my safe place. It was kind of my secret little hideaway gift that I could just, I would sing by myself for hours and hours every day and just leave the house. And 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 I think music was really the, what saved me in my childhood. Well, I remember records too. So two, two old yeah. guys chatting. <laughs> yep. So what was your big break or how did you get noticed? How did you get everything turned around? Well, I think the first time I sang on stage, I sang a solo in our senior show. And I think I surprised a lot of people, including myself, just with my ability to naturally sing. And I ended up auditioning to get into Berkeley College Music, which is in downtown Boston. So I grew up only about 20, 25 minutes away from the school but it does attract musicians and writers from all over the world. It's a wonderful school. And I auditioned and I got in um, on my audition. And that was the moment where I, I realized, oh my goodness, I think I might really have something here. And I spent the next three years learning about songwriting and just, I felt very green as a musician. You know, there were people there that have been training since they were three and four years old. And, but I, I enjoyed that environment so much and then soon after that I, I recorded my first album as a singer songwriter 
Well, you say you learned about songwriting. I mean, my question would be, what is there to know about songwriting? I used to be a former hip hop artist and I I never had any of the training you have. So what what do they teach you about songwriting? What is there to know? Oh, okay, I, I did not know you were a hip hop artist. Well, I think what I learned, I learned a lot about lyric writing and how to structure songs. And I learned about the relationship between the melody and the harmony and the lyrics. And I think with all the fundamentals I learned, I think each of us as creatives, as artists, we kind of find our own style and our own way of saying things. But I think the foundation of what I learned there was really helpful for me. Well, let's talk about you've, you've written for films, television commercials, as well as other artists. So talk about some of the, the films that you've worked on, television commercials and artists that you've had the opportunity to work with during your career. Yeah, I think some, one of the greatest things as a songwriter is when you create a song, you don't necessarily know what's going to happen, who it's going to go to or what project. And then even when an artist records it, they might record it in a way different than what you would expect or what you envisioned as a writer. So it is kind of like, you got to let go of the process a bit. And I actually enjoy that, seeing what each artist will do with a song. Most recently, in the last few years, I had a song uh, that was in a Bank of America commercial. I had a few songs hit close to the top of the charts on various um, iTunes charts. Artist named Ronan Park in the UK. I just released my, a song myself earlier this year, and it was actually the highest debut of my career. That hit number 29 on the iTunes chart. And so I think it is really fun for me as a creative to see what happens with each song and where it goes. Well, tell us what kind of music you do, what genre of music, what you consider yourself. My own stuff for me as an artist, I definitely consider myself a folk artist, like a singer songwriter, similar to James Taylor or Tracy Chapman, Mary Chapin Carpenter. When I write for other artists or songs for films or TV shows or commercials, I typically write in pop, country, and R&B. I love all those genres of music, especially like Tracy Chapman. Oh my goodness, I love her too. <laughs> well, tell us about your book. What made you write your book and what is your what can listeners expect when they read your book? So the book circle is certainly about my life. At the end of each chapter, I write a letter to that version of myself, telling that younger version of me everything I would have wanted to hear at the time. And as I mentioned, uh, I did struggle a lot through childhood and as a young adult. And it got to the point, I would say in my mid-30s, where I was so frustrated with where I was at in life. I was really disillusioned with my career, was probably in the worst shape of my life. On paper, I had lost everything. You know, I had lost properties and car repossessions and my credit score, took a nosedive. And I was walking home from the bus one night and I kind of just yelled out to God, like, do I have to lose everything to get to focus on you to get your attention and God's like well do you and that was a funny moment because I thought you know I think we each have an idea of what God for your listeners the universe whatever it is that each of us believes in how the universe would respond to us and and when God didn't have this big booming voice like my son on the mountain looking down on you and when God just talked like one of my friends like well do you do you when are you going to concentrate on me I thought that was very interesting and then I said I think I'm a I'm afraid to earn money again, because I think I'm just gonna 
make another mistake with it. And once I said that out loud, I realized that I was letting my past dictate what my future was going to be. And I realized I had been doing that for my entire life. And it was a very powerful revelation. And I literally went home very excited. And I wrote the book in about four days. Speaking of letting your past dictate your future, what advice would you give to someone about making peace with their past and not letting it dictate their future? Yes, indeed. That's an amazing question. I think one of the things that has been so helpful for me was to allow myself to just be the best version of me that I could be, to be the best Elliot that I could be. What I encountered early on in my career in the music industry was they just kept trying to put me into a box that wasn't me. They just kept trying to fit me into a genre or an artistry or an image. And I realized the moment I began to concentrate on the best Elliot that I could be, naturally, I'm just a very folky guy. I'm, I'm just a musical nerd. And today, that's something I celebrate within myself. And so I think the book helped me begin the process. The other thing I would say to perhaps younger listeners to the podcast is you really have to be gentle with yourself. You know, for me, I unfortunately was someone, and I wouldn't wish this on anyone, I went through a lot of abuse for many years. It's not fair to me to assume that in one month or six weeks or a small amount of time that I'm just going to understand all the lessons about life and choose to do things radically differently and everything's just going to be sunshine very quickly. It was so many years of me struggling, so it is going to take a certain amount of time for me to learn newer healthier ways of doing things. So I have to be willing to give myself the grace and the patience with myself to walk through this process. Speaking of process, when I was looking over your bio, you talked about how you recommended that people should write letters to their younger self. What do you feel are the benefits for writing letters to your younger self? Yes. When I started writing the book, I didn't necessarily know I was going to write a book, and I certainly didn't think I would ever release it and let the world hear so much truth of what I've been through. I'm very honest about, you know, a lot of the challenging moments of my life in the book. One of the things that was a pleasant surprise to me in writing the letters to myself was, you know, you might think I'm a 35 year old man or I'm 47. What's the point of me writing who I was at nine years old? Like, what's that going to do for me? And I'm here to tell you changed my perspective of my life and my purpose so much that you think, what's the point of saying to your nine-year-old self, I'm really sorry you're going through this. It gets better. You don't understand why you're going through what you're going through, but I promise you one day you're going to know. So just stay as positive and healthy and shine through life as you can. Saying those things to the younger version of myself, I literally felt so much of the weight begin to lift. I had no idea I had been hanging on to so much anger and resentment, hatred in my heart and in my spirit. And here's the thing, like, well, my father has since passed away. You know, you can be angry at someone, but at some point in your life, the only person that is hurting is you. And I didn't want to have this weight on my life anymore. Really, the book for me, it was my first attempt at knowing what freedom feels like. I'm going to throw a phrase at you, and I want you to tell me what it means. 
to you. Okay. Saying no to being best friends with mediocrity. Yes, I would refer to that as my 20s and my 30s and some of my 40s. I legit kept, I've learned a lot about energy and vibration in life. And if I want to stay the same in life, I have to make a conscious effort every single day to hang around the same negative people, to keep myself small, to keep myself unhappy. And what I've learned is if I want to lift myself up, I need to the willingness myself to make changes in life to do so. And I have to say no to all those negative forces, many of which I will say humbly, I created myself in my life. You know, once the abuse stopped, it was me who kept treating me really poorly. And having the courage to say no to those negative things, it is like a butterfly beginning. Tell us about any current upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about. Well, I was really inspired by the recent songs I just released and the success that I had. So I'm working on an album, which should be out early next year. And I am really gonna enjoy touring most of next year for that in support of that. I actually love touring. I love perform, performing and meeting fans. And the book is starting to get some wonderful reviews. I'd like to tour in support of the book as well. So I assume next year will be just a bunch of touring <laughs> and talking about the book and the songs. I'm starting to gain interest as a speaker myself, a motivational speaker. So I think to be able to share all those facets with an audience, I'm very excited to be able to do that. Well, when I bring musicians on the show, I like to kind of put them on the spot, let them showcase their talent. So why don't you give us a little bit of acapella of maybe one of your favorite songs or your top song? Let the listeners kind of hear it. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know you were going to do that. Let's see. One of the two songs that I released very recently. I'm a fighter. I have built this wall around my heart. I was lighter like a feather breathe and not just stop. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, it sounds like Sean Mendez. That was good. I oh like my that. goodness, that's a compliment. <laughs> like that. Tell us. Give us your contact information. Tell us where we can listen to your music. Are you going by your real name or stage name? Let us know. Give us the social media link so we can connect with you. Yes, thank you. Actually, everything is just my name. It's my real name. There's one website and one Instagram and one Facebook. It's all Elliot Popkins. So it's Elliot with one of everything. E-L-I-O-T. And my last name is Popkin. It's like Pop King, like Michael Jackson, King of Pop without the G at the end. So Popkin, P-O-P-K-I-N. So it's just ElliotPopkin.com. And I am Elliot Popkin on Instagram and on Facebook too. Right. And I imagine that your music is available on all the streaming platforms. It is. It's available everywhere that music can be streamed. Absolutely. Go ahead and give us some final thoughts to close it out. I know that, like you said, you're gaining traction with motivational speaking. So give us some thoughts to close it out. I think each of us really has a divine purpose of why we're here. 
and I'm at that point in my life where I'm just beginning to tap into what that is. I don't look at everything that's happened to me that a victim to, to feel bad about myself for the rest of my life. I feel that the amount of grace that I have for the, going through the journey that I've been through is what is part of my life purpose. So I stand tall and proud today as a man who's really just learning what freedom feels like, and it feels wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, Elliot Popkin, be sure to check out his music. Also, like, rate, review, follow, and share this to all of your friends after listening. And Android listeners, you know what to do. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Pod- Curveball podcast app. Elliot Popkin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you to your listeners. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.